cannot believe my good fortune today <laughs> to be talking with you, Murph. Uh, this is Confessions of a Keyboardist, and I'm Amy Frederick, and I'm here today with Murph Wanka. Wanka. What? Wanka. I've always said it wrong. That's all right. It's W-A-N-C-A. Think Willie. Wanka. Yeah, but not, yeah, not a hard wonk. <laughs> Slovak. Say it again. Slovak. Say it again. Uh, my mom and dad always pronounced it Wonka. Not, Wonka. not like Willy Wonka. It's kind of the same, but we could have an endless discussion about this. Wonka. Yeah, but, you know, you know people just Wonka, you know. <laughs> but your fine. name is Tom, actually, too, no, right? that's my middle name. That's your middle You want the story behind that? If you want to give it, sure. Okay, so uh, my, my, my dad, my dad, was 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 Thomas okay and his his dad my grandfather his name was Andrew so I was born Thomas Andrew Wonka my this is way before uh, what's that called ultrasound you can determine yeah so at any rate my mom and dad had decided uh, if if they if they had a boy well my dad decided we're gonna call him Murph so Murph I was my dad was Tom and growing up, you know, in Youngstown, most everybody, virtually everybody, I can't think of really anybody that called me Tom until my freshman year in high school when we changed school districts. But my close friends, even there, knew me as Murph. Gotcha. So after my dad passed, and I wish I had done it when he was alive, I called my mom. I hey, Mom, I said, you know, I'm thinking about changing my name. And she got real indignant. To what? <laughs> I said, to Murph. She goes, oh. <laughs> so, when I uh, and and I I gradually adopted Tom when I was on the road because I signed the contracts in the bands, and I got tired of answering, "What's it? What, where'd you get Murph?" That see, you know, the innkeeper or the club manager that see Tom walk on the contract, and I I just got tired of it, and so I thought I'd be more grown up <laughs> if I. So even when I met my wife, she met me as Tom. And the first time she went to Youngstown with me to, you know, meet my parents and stuff, you know, like her head spin, what's this Murph stuff? Wow. But she still knew me as, 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 you know, so that kept up. And then one morning, maybe seven, eight years down the road, she wakes up and she rolls over and she looks at me and she goes, Murph. <laughs> you know, and, and I was home, and, and I—that's what I kind of just started, you know, thinking about legally changing. So that's how it happened. And gotcha. people think down here in Nashville, they think I, I, uh, I, I name myself after the road we live on, you know, Murphy Road. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and ironically, when we were able to buy our buy our home. And I called my mom and dad to give them the address, and my mom was just like delirious. This was like 1990. Mm -hmm. How'd you get? How'd you get on Murphy Road? You know, and but yeah, it's it just, crazy. I, I never gave it a thought. You know, and my my kids, especially Andrew, my oldest boy, the first as he got older, he was maybe three or four, and we we went up to see Grandma and Pap, you know, go visit and He came running in the living room one day, and he was hysterical, and he goes, "Dad, Dad." What's wrong? What's wrong? He goes, What's a Murph? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's that. That's must have sounded like a horrible thing. I don't know. I, well, um, to a three or three or three three year old or four year old kid that had had really never heard it. 
Right. So that's that's where Murph came from. Okay. And and so I legally I legally changed it and kept my dad and my grandfather. So now like a lot of southern men, mm-hmm. I've got two middle names. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> So, That's great. Well, and, and, and when I changed it, I made, legally I made it Murphy because when I was a kid, this is, I'm, I'm not making this stuff up. I don't know who's going to hear this. Yeah. So when I got into trouble, yeah. my mom, who thought her kid could do no wrong, I would see her get in neighbors' faces and her, <laughs> she would go, I was accused of doing something, which I, I did. <laughs> and she'd get in their faces and she'd go, my Murphy would never do that. <laughs> so... <laughs> as 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 an homage to my mom, as I did that, you know. So, so you, you actually go. changed it to Murphy. Yeah, it's Murphy Thomas Andrew. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. and and you know, I've got friends down here that that you know that have over the years uh, have been have been great about you know you are who you are, and uh, then I've had some people that just <laughs> give you so much grief and. Uh. Over a name change. Over a name change, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. Some, oh wow! Some of the things people would say, which, uh, you know, it it doesn't bother me anymore. I just, I don't care. Mm, of course not. So you're too busy. I'm busy. Ah, uh, it's great. Gratefully busy. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking it's got to slow down, and it's just getting more nutser. How many hours a week do you? S- <sighs> Probably work. Any you know, idea? I don't know, because sometimes I'll, I'm, some days I'm just so tired, I, 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 I kind of, uh, I might, I'll, I'll find something to procrastinate, just because you're tired, and you're mentally tired more than mm-hmm. physical. I can still, for the most part, swing it physically. But I've been doing this now, this is, well, this is March, so technically, I've been at this 21 years. Okay. Uh, I pulled my business licenses and stuff in late '03. It might have been 2004. Okay. Uh, I never saw this coming. I, I refer to Nashville Pro Hammond, and I'm not trying to sound holier than thou as an act of God. Uh, I was never going to be an A-team session player. I worked for many years in the contemporary Christian music world. Loved it. Got to see a big chunk of the world. Worked with great, talented people. But I was never going to be you know, an A-team session guy. I just don't have those those chops. But, you know, I could make records. I did a lot of demos and stuff like that. And, but I was in somewhere in the mid-90s, I kind of got the, the itch to kind of learn a little bit about the Hammonds. And uh, there used to be a great tech in Nashville. His name was Tom Bromfield. And one day... Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. He, he passed away about... A little about two years ago, he lived in Murfreesboro, but he took care of everybody in this town. And uh, I was writing for a publishing company, uh, Lorenz Creative Services, and and so I had a C three just like yours. Mm-hmm. And we lugged it upstairs, and one day it, it developed this terrible hum. And uh, so I asked around. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do with it. And uh, Tom's name came up, so. I called him, he came out and <laughs> fixed it. He was done in 20 minutes and that'll be $275. So yeah. here I'm happy to pay it. Thank you very much. And I found this site called Hamtech. It's a private private group and I just lurked. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, along the way, uh, there was a guy. There was a guy named Harvey Olson who was very well known in the Hammond and Leslie world. Yeah, I remember reading his posts. I used to be on Hamtech also. Yeah, considered probably when he was alive. He passed away about two years ago. But he was, you know, personal friends with Don Leslie, one of the foremost authorities on any model Leslie speaker. And I think Nat, uh, that Nam's first sh summer show here in Nashville, Harvey reached out to me. He knew I was from Nashville. Even though I, my first year on Hamtech, I'm going to digress here for a second. I never posted. Right. They play cutthroat in that room, <laughs> and uh, I just kind of I I lurked for I know over a year before I put my first post up there. But right. along the way, somehow. Harvey and I connected. Maybe I sent him a private email. I don't know. This was the early days. Remember AOL, Instant Messenger, uh, oh, yeah. and dial-up modem still and yes. all that stuff. Yes. And uh, so anyhow, Hammond did. They were coming to Nashville for summer now. Okay. And I think it was the first one ever they held in Nashville, and 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 I don't know what year that was, but Harvey said, "Hey, I'm going to be coming down with the guys from Hammond. I'd love to meet you." We met, and then he came over to my house, and I had my studio down here and stuff, and, and, and my C3 was down here, and this 22H Leslie speaker, and, and he commented on how great it sounded, and I started strutting around the room like a peacock. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Olson, yeah, I did this, I did that, I did that. He did, really? Really, really, I knew not, I didn't know his background. He taught industrial electronics in the Chicago public school system for 35 years. Wow. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And then it's he great. starts, and when he told me that, I'm going, you dummy, sit down and shut up. And, and he started badgering me to see, see the Leslie app that I, quote, rebuilt. Yeah. Long story short, I, after much lament, I, <laughs> I, 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 I hand him the app and he's looking through it and he's kind of nodding and he goes, he looks up at me and I still I can still see his face and he goes he goes, This thing sounds incredible. He said, But your work, it looks like bleep. Oh okay. And being the the great teacher that he was, he saw all the wind leave my cells. Yeah. I, mean, I think he did this deliberately. I think he set me up. Because he just it just sucked the life out of me. Yeah. But he then he said, you know, you got a gift. He says, you've got a knack. He says, how did you learn how to do this? He said, the workmanship aside, because there is no workmanship. Yeah. How did you? I said, well, I had a 122 amp and I more or less copied. He says, you can learn how to. And I'm going, he says, you you ought to consider. I'm going, Mr. Olsey. He said, he'd go, he'd always go, don't call me that. Call me Harvey. And I go, you don't understand, man. I'm a musician. <laughs> and he goes, well, if you ever want to... Well, he did something incredible. He he lit this little fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I never really had somebody tell me that I could actually do something before. So some time passed, and... He gave me his handle on AOL Instant Messenger, and he was a night owl. Cool. So it would be 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. And we'd go back and forth. And in 1998, uh, um, Ricky Jarrett, who's 
music director at Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. Yeah, I know Ricky. I've had a few lessons with Ricky, he, and uh, he's, he's an awesome we, organist. My wife and I, Jules and I, we refer to Ricky as the as the founder of Nashville Pro Hammer. What do you know? He was out of Bellevue Music years ago. Okay. Teaching there? No. He oh, went out there maybe to look for some sheet music. Or I don't know the story, but Gene Ford, my best friend, was out there. He used to teach out there. And as Ricky was leaving, he goes, you guys know anybody that works on a Hammond organ? Gino says, hey, call my buddy. He doesn't do it for a living, but he can probably take care of it. So I went to Ricky's church. Long, right. and, I, and I called Harvey up. And I'm going, Harvey, what do I, you know. He goes, do this, do that. He goes, what kind of organ? I go, they say they have a C3 and 120. He goes, that's the same thing you got. What's the, what's the problem? And I told him, he goes, what do you think the problem is? And I named four things that I thought the problem. He goes, go on out there. He says, you won't have any problem. I'm out here two hours later. I'm still having problems. And I can't call <laughs> Harvey up because he doesn't get up before 2 o'clock. Now it's like around noon. I still can't call him. Ah. And I'm finally, I'm desperate, and I called him, and he was awake. He goes, I'm sick of it. I'd be hearing from you, and he's laughing. And it wasn't a 122. It was a modern, their modern production, 122A, that's, the amplifier is still basically the same, but the whole motor thing is, it's all electronic. It's, it's, it's hmm. a control board and all surface mount devices. And so that was my baptism into fire, and got that behind me, and just gradually it grew some legs, and one church would, you know, six weeks later, two months later, my phone might ring. Hey, Ricky over to Manual Missionary Baptist. This is kind of a, a long, slow burn. Gotcha. And then I think it was maybe uh, Tim Akers or somebody. Their rig went down one day. Uh, it might have been maybe Sound Kitchen or something like that. And I went out and fixed it. And A studio. Yeah, Nashville. it was a studio thing. And, and But Tim was also, he kind of was cross-pollinated in the country world. And, you know, some of the, you know, the, you know, they, they kind of, they, they're in this world, they're in this camp, everybody's in a, you know, Nashville being what it is, there's camps, but right. I think then Tim maybe gave my name to somebody, and then, and then the next thing, you know, a studio eventually, and then the churches, and it kind of all just, and then the touring world, and then I ended up at Soundcheck, and mm -hmm. I, I had a shop down in Brentwood for maybe a year and a half with Gene Ford, my best friend, down at Gene Ford that. Music, yeah. And we quickly outgrew that and ended up at Soundcheck where we were till a few years after the flood. Yeah. So that's kind of the, how we grew. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a ride. But you had a mentor. Harvey was, and you could Harvey. ask him any question you needed to at any point. Uh, uh, you know, guys like me, uh, we all, uh, to, you know, use a, use a phrase, any of us that have developed any kind of a reputation we've all stood on the shoulders of giants mm -hmm. and I've been blessed to have first Harvey and then Bob Schleicher in Oakland California okay and another guy named Michael Smokowitz who owns Trek 2 okay and a great friend of mine Sal Azzarelli who passed a few years ago I remember him too from yeah, Hamtel. So, oh yeah, so it was great. I mean, me and my buddy JD up in Detroit, we we we've been up, we've been up to cells. I, you know, we take road trips. We've been out to Bob's. You know, we've been in Jersey. You know, we do these unannounced things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just show up. And, That's great. Yeah, John Doyle. He's in Detroit. He's another great tech, and 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 we're we're really we're really really pretty close. And uh, mm -hmm. so, anyhow. One thing led to another. One thing just led to another. It's a the, the this world is very small. Yeah. It's it's a very small 
world, the Hammond world, as mm -hmm. well as well, not so much the Whirlies and Roads, which we do a lot of that stuff too now, because right. we had another guy in Nashville, Daryl Combs, who was a, another great guy, and I very quietly did Whirly work for two or three of my clients. But I didn't never broadcasted it. I, I'm not going to name names, but right, you're but talking about the Wurlitzer piano, the Wurlitzer stuff, yeah, the Wurlitzer yeah. electric piano. For those who don't know, <laughs> and uh, uh, and I met Daryl a couple times when over his place. I just heard so much about him, and he, yeah. he really was. He was a great guy, and he took care of all these roads. And I still open up pianos that has Daryl's card in it, you hmm. know. And so you know, so but you know, and 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 he's not doing that now. Yeah, and Daryl, no, he passed away as well. But Daryl oh. Holmes and 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 Tom Bromfield, the guy that I mentioned earlier, they were great friends too, you know. So those two okay. guys. And uh, but when Daryl, I, I kind of reluctantly just had to start making room for it because so many of my existing clients also had a, a Whirly or a Rhodes. Gotcha. And I just felt if I have any integrity, I'll find a way to take care of them. Mm -hmm. So right. here we are. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm just looking back. I'm thinking about when I met you. I just um, found out that the church that I was playing for had a Hammond organ. And I'd walked by the thing for a year, probably, and not looked in the, <laughs> not even done a, like a double glance. I don't even know why I didn't look. But then one Sunday I was there by myself and I was leaving the building and I stopped and I looked at it and I thought, what is this? And uh, sure enough, took the back off, found the serial number, found the model number. Uh, it was a C3. I called you. I don't remember who gave me your name, um, but you came up Poor to... Girl. <laughs> Uh, it was in Springfield, which is hmm, 20 miles north of Nashville, I guess. So let me, ask, let me ask you a question. Were we sitting out on a curb working yeah. on stuff? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I kind of remember. You took the scanner apart. Okay. And a bunch of small metal pieces. Mm -hmm. And we actually went to a hardware store and mm -hmm. bought um, turpentine? Pretty no, sure. No, we would have bought lacquer thinner. Lacquer? I don't think they had it. So I think you said, well, maybe this will work. Mm, oh, then we went. We might have went then to either uh, uh, denatured alcohol. That might have been it. Yeah. I think that that was it. And so we we did we uh, drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I I can remember that day. So no, we didn't. <laughs> but we sat there and like we cleaned it up mm -hmm. and let it dry on mm -hmm. the concrete yeah. and we just sat there and talked yeah. well it was uh i remember i don't that. know i guess it was had, had to dry <laughs> so mm -hmm. and you had to, you put it back together um and fixed that organ up for me and, and um let's see I, I guess you made it possible for a leslie to uh, be used with it it was not configured that way at all probably maybe had a tone cabinet or it something. did a jd something or other oh yeah maybe like a jr jr 20 that's that's yeah. it yeah yes. little guy yeah yes because it sat in a church you know for yeah. forever and i don't think it had been used in like 25 years or did something did you end up with that i did i use it at my regular gig yeah so and you told me how to oil all that stuff and help me get a Leslie. I think my Leslie is a 122 stuffed into a 147 cabinet. No, it would be a 142. Yeah, the 142 is a short version of a 122. Oh, okay. So a 142 cabinet and a 145 are physically the same size. Those cabinets are 33 inches tall. Okay. The, the, the big brother is the 122 and 147s. They're 41 inches tall. They're, they're, they're the same. They're the same animals. How Leslie arrived at their mono number, I don't know. Doesn't oh, okay. matter. Yeah. 
I think you had like the 122 innards, but you didn't have the cabinet, and you put it in a different cabinet. Might have been it's, in a one, an actual 145 cabinet. Is it in a short box? No, nope, it's tall. Oh, you're in, it's in a tall box? It is. So I think you told me it was... A 122 box? Uh, the 122 is inside the other box. Okay, and maybe it was a 147 cab. But again, those is. cabinets, they're identical. It's just whatever amp they slid into when they finished building these, okay. whatever, you know, their orders were. Mm -hmm. So, okay, if they needed, uh, you know, they, it's the same cabinet. Oh, if it's going to be a 147, it's like a 147 amp in it. Mm -hmm. And then they would put a, a typically it was a, a red tag on the back of the Leslie. It would say 147. Okay. They're sliding a 122 in it. They put a black tag and you know 122 you know say leslie model 122 there were no differences in the cap in the cabinets whatsoever the only no differences in the motors no difference in anything other than the amplifier crossover is okay. the same everything's the same huh yeah two different amps though basically the same amps wired differently and the relays are controlled differently okay there's so much you know about the the inner workings. <laughs> I guess everything probably. Have you have you stumbled on anything that just uh, was so befuddling it it took you days to oh, figure it out? Oh, that's the best part of our gigs, guys. Guys like me, we we get stumped. That's when it's fun again. And and so guys, you know, we we would typically like you know I might call my buddy Doyle up in Detroit, JD, or you know we'll we'll you know or he'll call me about something and we'll puzzle over something and we try to work it out if we can't. That's what we call Jersey. That's what we call 570, <laughs> which I won't get into that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's someone else. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's 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 uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah. That's that someone is yeah. He's 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 pretty unique and special, and uh, he's he, he's probably single-handedly the biggest reason that. Hammonds and Leslie's are still, you know, well, so that's Michael Smokowitz. He owns Trek 2 products. Okay. okay. And we just installed on, on this on this studio rig here today what we install. Yeah. A, a Trek 2 an sound ELB effects. An ELB-1A. What, what is it again? ELB-1A. It's an effects loop box. All right. The same, yeah. So, so, yeah, but Michael really, he has no peers, and he has no peers. And, um... And he's 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 very helpful and and and, and he's he's a, he's a, he's a fantastic teacher as well. So uh, there's a reason why guys like us use Trek Two products. Uh, his their attention to detail up there and they don't, you know, and so that's the stuff that keeps you know when you're out touring you know so there's a, there's a frequency converter you have to use for like Europe or. Or even if you're playing like off of a generator or a boat, you know, uh, you need these things. And and Trek Two is the company that makes makes all this stuff. And uh, you know, right. So. But so, uh, yeah, back to your question. If we got really stumped and, we, and we've racked our brains, and yeah, we would we would call Trek Two for a little schooling. Okay. Yeah, because nobody knows everything. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, you know. 
I'm just thinking, so I got to watch you put this effects loop box mm. in basically a few minutes ago. And I was when I walked in the room, I could smell the wood and the oil and the electronics and the, you know, the soldering mm. iron. And um, my dad worked on, you know, electronics things. I remember you for, telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had Heath, Heath kits growing up mm. <laughs> and, you know, built, my brother would build things. And, um, Do you solder? So, uh, I have. Yep. My dad taught me how to. Yep. So, mm. <laughs> so you were so you were asking me earlier. Yeah, so our helper. Well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know I could learn a lot. Um, I I love to look inside. That they're just they're amazing creations. You know, I doubt that Hammond knew. He had no idea what was going to happen. No, I mean, uh, uh, they they he uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know. He passed, you know, before I ever got into this thing. But I, you know, from what I've read and from what I've heard, you know, we would be, this would be sacrilege. <laughs> right. You know, uh, I, yeah. I mean, the product was built to um, duplicate the pipe organ. Well, or get reasonably close because up to that point, that's all. That's all there were. Whether whether they were pump organs in small churches or right. smaller pipe organs and things like that and uh, he 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 was he was an inventor I don't know I've not studied a lot of stuff that frankly I'm not interested in but I, I know enough that he was he was an inventor he first and foremost he was an inventor and he he, he before the Hammond organ company it was the Hammond clock company right and he made clocks and they were based on a synchronous motor for this clocks to keep accurate time the clock and the only way the clock would run would be accurately would be to see, you know, 110 volts at 60 cycles. Okay. So that's why you have to be aware of running on a generator or running on European current or... Yeah, exactly. And it's it's the frequency, yeah. not so much the voltage. So here in, here in the States and, you know, in parts of Japan, you know, it's, it's you know... Let's just say 110 volts, 60 cycles. Well, you get to Europe, it's 230. That again, the voltage doesn't matter. They they run at 50 cycles, so you're going to be flat. Or if you're out playing a, a festival and they're on a generator, it's not crystal locked. You know, it's not you know it's not sync really locked to 60 cycles. Yeah, you're in the cracks. Yeah, you know you're at E flat. E flat and a half, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just enough. Or if it's running high, sixty-one, you know, you're gonna, you know, and he, and so what, you know. So he was a clockmaker, and he was looking for another application for that motor. Yeah. Okay. And somehow made the leap from building clocks. I mean, he built like uh, bridge tables. I don't know what all the guy made. Right. And he based this thing, in it, and it's an incredibly complicated yet incredibly simple machine and and I think it was either Thomas Edison or Henry Ford somebody bought maybe the first one or the second one and uh, anyhow it was enough so that they very quickly caught on and uh, the, the pipe organ people AGO American Guild of Organists or whatever it's called you know yeah the legit people liturgical yeah. concert people yeah and the pipe pipe organ manufacturers got up in arms because you know they could bill for a fraction of the cost yeah so they filed a suit with the federal trade commission back in the day whoa i didn't know that yeah 
that interesting that Hammond couldn't call this a, an, an organ because an organ is an electric. Oh man! And I think it was in Chicago they went to a cathedral or something like that, and they set up a, they set up a Hammond organ with several several I'm sure tone cabinets to be able to compete <laughs> volume wise with a, with a pipe. Yeah. And basically half the people couldn't tell either professional organists or lay people just listening couldn't tell the difference i think the organs may have been behind uh like a curtain oh dear and it was enough where the federal trade commission said yeah they call us electric organ yeah so i think i've got that right and if i don't so one of your listeners can <laughs> right yeah um did you, as a kid, were you fascinated by organ? Were no, you, I've heard no. you play. Yeah, you but play I mean, really I, well. I, my sister had. So it was. I didn't come to it till like late, maybe sixteen or so, somewhere there. And uh, uh, did you have one in your house? No, my sister had a little Farfisa tabletop chord organ with those tiny keys. Oh goodness! And uh, I had a. I had a. My grandfather got me a true tone, not silver tone. True tone was sold by Western Auto. An electric guitar and some amp okay and i never learned how to my cousin could play you know but i i i figured out that i could tune this guitar to sound like a chord just by ear i played trumpet when i was a kid so i knew a little bit about music but never any any you know uh polyphonic instrument and so uh i, I was listening to like well, i don't know what it may be hang on sloopy or whatever when i was a kid mm -hmm. and i tuned this thing i guess to maybe an e chord but I could only play with one finger. You couldn't play, certainly today, with all the alternative tunings guitar players use, open tuning, all these things that Joni Mitchell and all that. Yeah. Uh, um, but I could only I couldn't play minor. So basically, I could play major chords with my middle finger, and just bar chords. So I could play all those <laughs> Hang On Sloopy, Gloria, and dun, 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 you know, one finger just barring across the neck. Okay. Eventually I learned how to play play some, but I picked up a couple notes and I was fooling around with my sister's little chord organ. Yeah. And I'd pick out one, and looking back on it, I was picking out the one and the three and the five. Okay. So that's how I kind of started putzing around. And and everything from the root position. I didn't know you could play a triad three different ways. So I'd be playing an E, then e. jump up to the A, and then a, up C to sharp e. you know you know to the, you know to the B. You know, so you're doing a one four five. And uh, I gradually, I just kind of started, you know, poking around. And then uh, I mean, uh, uh, you know, all that stuff back when we were kids. You know, that had Hammond in it. But I'm thinking maybe like the Rascals. Certainly, all the you know there was you know all of the Motown stuff and stacks and you know all all of that. But uh, uh, I had a Rascals. I I think it might have been a greatest hits at that time. And, and I heard "Come On Up," and I just like lost my mind. And eventually, I went to a music store, and I'm seeing these bands there carrying around these little Hammond M3s with okay. this magical speaker that spun. Yeah. So I went to this store, and I'm not going to name the name of it because you never know who's going to hear these things. And I walk into the store, and I go, hey, I go, I need one of these organs, Jesse. And the guy says, yeah. He says, I got it. I got it. And uh, he sold me a Thomas organ with color glow. It was a model 145. And I'm still thinking I got a Hammond organ. I mean, I, did, I knew nothing. And my mom, there was this guy to work with my mom. He's a 
great B3 player in, in Youngstown, Ohio. His name was Dick Stroney. He play, you know, he, did, he played with everybody. And I saw him as a kid. He played with a band. I think they might have been the Executioners or something. He had this little M3, and he had this speaker. And that's what mesmerized me. It was a speaker. I'd see it spin, and I'd see it stop. Yeah. It was a single speed, fast and off. It wasn't slow. Okay. So maybe the second or third time, you know, we were we were drinking our cheap, you know, Stroh's three two beer, and I got drunk enough that I could get up some up enough courage to go talk to this guy. Yeah. You know, we're like seventeen years old, and he's telling me about this speaker, and he said, and I had this Thomas organ. <laughs> and he says, I've got an extra one. I'll sell you, and and, and I didn't realize at that time he worked with my mom. That's wild. You know, his his day gig. Mm-hmm. In, in a plumbing parts store or something like that and and dick was so he was so cool and and i felt like wow i know a rock star so anyhow i bought this thing and then i had this organ tech come out to our house and he goes i can i can change your organ i said or i can change the leslie i said do whatever i said don't change the organ i guess maybe change the leslie because the organ was still new had a little button under it, you press it, a fluorescent light would come on, the keys would light up, and be, I'm serious, Amy. And, 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 and this, this tech, cool. he had one leg. Oh, wow. He had one leg, and he was sitting on the cellar floor at my mom and dad's house, and he was passing gas the whole time. And he finally gets it running, and he leaves, and I had to pay him, I don't know, it was like maybe $100. It was a fortune back then. Yeah. It was a fortune. Sure was. And and so he leaves, and I'm playing this thing, and I'm going, this doesn't sound like oh man you know eventually i got an m3 yeah and then from there eventually 1974 i got i bought a brand new b3 oh. at strauss music center in youngstown and i went down sweet uh, my dad co-signed for a loan oh how much did it cost it was the organ this was with no leslie it was 3400 dollars. oh man okay and like a lot of dealers back in the day, they were combination Hammond and Steinway dealers. Okay. And Hammond dealers were not allowed to sell Leslie speakers. Yeah. But they later on, I guess around that time, relented. And I think maybe Lawrence had already passed away. You couldn't stop the Leslie speaker or the Hammond at that point. Right. And uh, so I went down and I had this, I had this, uh, this bank bank check and 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 I, um, I go down to Strauss's and it was a Tuesday and Mr. Monterelli he was a great sax player up at Youngstown but he was a sales guy down there and he goes I can't sell this to you Murph not today he says uh come back Thursday I'm going Mr. Monterelli what what are you talking about <laughs> he goes come back Thursday I'm going why he goes it's double eagle stamp day I'm going oh well so he goes I can be able to give you organ covers for all the you know with all these stamps you're gonna be able to get dollies and 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 a cover sweet you know so he he was looking out he was a kindest man mm -hmm. and, yeah. and dollies are really necessary yeah and so I went back on Thursday and he and then you know you know a day later they delivered it they delivered it uh, they delivered it to my house and I was I was lining up front ends at a Kmart in Boardman Ohio I was working as a mechanic for a while, and I'd, I was doing front end alignment and brake work. Wow. And I couldn't wait to get home, and I got home, and the organ was sitting in the living room. Oh, my god! And I'm, like, losing my freaking mind. I yeah. mean, I'm losing my mind. 
Yeah. And then eventually I bought, so that was $3,400. People don't understand, that was more than my parents paid for a new car. Absolutely, I do understand. If you if you punch these numbers into an inflation calculator, yeah. Yeah. you'll see today that just that organ would be about 18K if they could Mm-hmm. Build it. You can't build those organs anymore. Because, oh, I hate to hear that. Well, no. I mean, it's just impossible. It's, it's an electromechanical marvel. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, I learned this from a good friend of mine, Tim Warnick, who owns Retrolinear up near Philadelphia. The cheapest component in manufacturing back in the day was labor. <laughs> That's why you'd have like at, at Hammond or or at Fender or places you'd have you'd have a room with a hundred ladies in it. Yeah, Cheap. doing all the solder, solder work. Well, it wasn't because it was just in that in that environment, manufacturing environment back in the day. It was the the least expensive component of manufacturing was labor. Hmm. Where today it needs it, it can't be that anymore. People can't right. you can't you can't make how huh? right. That's another yeah. Anyhow, so that's kind of so you taught yourself how to play. Did yeah, I basically listening to records. Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. I kind of basically learned three chords, went on a road. You know, around 70, so late seventy four, seventy five, so seventy four. Who uh, were your favorite organists to listen to? At that oh, point? back then, oh golly, man, I oh there, you know, okay. So I don't have a jazz bone in my body, but the ironic thing was, my dad was a jazz freak, and he had all that Jimmy Smith stuff, and he had Jimmy McGriff and Shirley Scott, all that stuff, and big bands. He loved big bands. So you had listened to it all your life? Yeah, 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 but there was that sound. But the thing that grabbed me the most was he had this one record cover. Jimmy's on the front, and he's got his arms crossed. He's beads of sweat, and his arms are crossed. And I'm going, <laughs> that's what I want to <laughs> If I can't be that, that's what I want to look like. <laughs> but I learned, I just, I basically learned, learned, learned enough, played in, in, in bands, you know, at, at home. You know, we had... You know, a little horn band, like a seven-piece Chicago-type band. Holy I got crap. better. I mean, I got better, but I was never, I never wanted to. So you moved that B3 around. Oh, yeah. Your parents didn't care? No, it no, was yours. no, it was mine. No, but prior to that, we were moving that M3 around. Okay. And that Thomas with Color Glow. I took that <laughs> thing back to to the store. About three or four months later, the front legs were broke, and I walked in there, and, and I should have known better. I, I won't get into why, but I went in and I went to the owner and I said, I came in here, Mr. So-and-so, really looking for this Hammond M3 and you sold me this. And I said, you know, it's it, it's it's not it and I think, you know, it's not what I was looking for. And he just looked at me kind of like, hey, kid, there's an M3 over there. Yeah. I didn't even know how to turn one on. We figured it out. Yeah. And I'm with I'm with two other guys, two other guys that we were in this band. And uh, <laughs> we were dragging that Thomas Morgan around. And he says, give me a hundred dollars and your organ. Well, we had my van. <laughs> we drugged that organ out of the van and, 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 and brought it in and cobbled up. We had a hundred bucks. Oh, that's great. We gave him a hundred bucks. He took that Thomas thing good and, and when as i was walking out he goes i want the bench i go that bench fell apart a long time ago it was like it was like it was crap <laughs> right he says i need a bench i said i got an old antique piano so he says make sure you bring it by here so we yeah, yeah i wasn't gonna mess with this guy we, we took it back and you know and That's... that was that and then i and then i met this other organ tech 
that maybe Dick Stroney had told me a part about. Yeah. And he came out and wired it up to that M3, and I'm going, yeah. To the Leslie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what, it was what type like, Leslie? It was a 22H. Okay. No, it was a 21H. Okay. It was a 21H. I remember when we got when I went out on the road, the speaker blew up, and the guy had to send me a, a regular speaker and like a gazillion resistors. Now I understand it, but then he just said, just do it like this. And we carried a big old Weller soldering iron. We were probably carrying plumber's acid core solder, didn't know the difference, and a roll of black tape. Okay. That's how we... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know. Yeah, but you got it working again. Yeah, yeah, we got it working, and 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 oh yeah, it was great. How'd you blow the speaker? Did you overdrive it? I don't know. What I, <laughs> I mean, we didn't care. The louder, the back in those days, Amy. Oh yeah. Back in those days, the bigger something was, the better you looked. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything from PA speakers. You know, when we were kids, it was trainer columns. If you had trainers. Oh man, like you were, you know, and then the vocal master. Yeah. You know, and then like, you know, all that, and finally, you know, the voice of theater things came out, and you know, but if, the bigger the better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just the way it was, you know. So when you hit the door with that B3, oh my goodness. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, so yeah, I, I took that organ on the road before, uh, but I never liked it. Really? I never liked that organ. You like the M3 about, better? No. So back to Dick Stroney. Uh, I I was I was I was back in Youngstown for a little bit, and I called him up, and he he I think he bought a bar. I said, Hey, can I come out and see you? He goes, Yeah. So he told me where his bar was, and I and I went out there. And we were yakking, and I said, Man, I said that C three. He goes, Yeah. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm it's for sale. You want to buy it? I'm going. What? I sold that B three to a, a buddy, one of my dad's buddies, who's who worked in Youngstown Sheet and Tube to, to his son. And, and I remember my old man telling me, boy, he said, you were never, you'd never need another organ as long as you live. I'm going, Dad, you don't understand. You know, I said, see, your buddy wants it. You know, So and I ended up with Stroney's old C3. Yeah, wow. And I kept that for a, the longest time. You just liked how it sounded better? Yeah, well, I thought if I, if I had Stroney's organ, I could play like him, but he was, you know. <sighs> Gotcha. I, I hope I, someday, if if he's still alive, he'd hear this. Because, I totally get that. You know, there are you know people mm -hmm. that mean so much to you that yes. never you know an act of kindness or yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've constantly meeting people. I'll never forget them. Yes. You know. I I totally get that. When you so you didn't know how to work on organs then? No. Did you? Do you? T I, so I know that the the black keys on the, the left, you know, are presets. Yeah, presets. Do you ever change those you to can. the to the sets that people want? Do you know pros who change those? Or? Some of us. I mean, like my my back when I was on the road, I used to like the you know the B presets mm -hmm. on the lower manual. I'd set that up full stop, all eight. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't have to, you know. Uh, the most famous preset on on a Hammond, if it's stock uh, and wired to their you know traditional setting, not liturgical, is lower manual the A flat, which is nothing more than the third draw bar and the fifth draw bar eight and three. Okay. You know, and that's that's a you know that's that's just you can't go wrong with that for like ballads, you know, right. soft. It's just or just pulling out pulling out the eight foot, right. you know, the first harmonic. It's just. You know, it's a sound all its own. Right. And uh, so, yeah. But yeah, you, to answer your question, you can wire those any way you want. 
But you don't know many people who do. No, not just, too many people do. But I mean, there, there, there. Uh, you know, there, there are, there are some that do. Yeah. Or they'll request, "Hey, can you wire this up?" Yeah, sure. Here, this is how you do it. It's really simple. Oh, okay. It's really, it's really simple. I mean, is if it? you like certain settings, we'll have to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just curious. I was, you know, thinking about that, and I remembered that you told me yeah. that it can be wired. Oh, it's 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 screwdriver. It's all you need. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you never played piano. No. You always, always took an organ. Yeah. And never. always just played organ. Anything with like a, um, a weighted action. Yeah. Terrifies me. I mean, and the whole mechanics is totally different. Oh yeah, yeah. And I just started recently playing again, where I go to church, and it's all weighted stuff, and I never played piano. I know I never did, and I'm just faking the best I can. And I really haven't played. I really haven't played much. For almost 20 years. <laughs> well, the day that we worked on that organ, after we finished putting putting it back together, you sat down and played. And I mean, you are um, you are a fantastic organist. Uh, well, yes. I have no technical skill. I know one scale. If it's a scale, I never learned technique. And like a lot of guys, but a lot of guys that don't have even technique learn scales and all this thing. And I never did. I just wanted to be a rock star. And and so the moral of this is that anybody might hear this is forget about being a rock star. Did forget you sing too? It. Yeah, yeah, I did all that. I mean, mostly on the road it was trios. I was kicking pedals oh out of necessity. The bass player quit, and I remember when the oh pedals came. So I like a lot of guys. The proper method, as you know, is heel toe. Uh huh. I play flat footed, like a like a drummer plays a kick drum. Okay. And I could play barefoot. Uh, one sock because it's slippery. Gotcha. Yeah. And I always took my shoe off when I played for church. Yeah, and I, you know, so, <laughs> I, wrong, so I play, I you know, I play. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you get your bass to cut through? Did you... Uh, uh, there's a little trick you can do. You can take the five and a third uh, drawbar off of, uh, uh, like, a lower, lower one of the the, the, a, the a sharp or, or B adjust key, and you can borrow that. And there's little there's little things that you can okay. do. Okay, so you didn't modify your organ. No, no, oh, no. Oh, you didn't? Most, and even, even my stuff, even Nashville Pro Hammond stuff, here's the thing. Uh, I don't know any player... And I know a lot of them, and I know I know a lot of players. The great players, all they want is a good sounding stock B3. Now, for instance, <laughs> this ELB, the, the effects loop that we put on that organ, it in no way changes the stock configuration of the organ. If you're not using it, you know. Yeah. It, it doesn't interfere, you know. So I'm 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 like some right. guys. I'm I'm a purist. Yeah. And there's a reason why we all gravitated to this sound. There's a reason why any one of us, you, me, uh, anybody, yeah. Winwood, Felix Cavalier, yeah, John Doyle, anybody. I mean, all of us. We just there's a, something drew us to that. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to screw with that? Yeah. Now. I do, I can, there are some slight mods that I'll do, uh, you know, maybe with percussion volume, you know, that's that's a source of, that can be a source of contention. Some guys, uh, they like it really super hot. Some guys might complain that per percussion, even on a stock organ, is too, too hot. I actually had that happen to me once. 
So most of the time, uh, for all my touring rigs, I, I do give them that control. Yeah. Uh, I do add the, the stop feature, so you do have, you know, fast, slow, and and brake. Talking about the Leslie. Yeah. The motor yeah, can yeah, turn yeah, off, yeah, yeah. it can run slow, and mm-hmm, it can run fast. Yeah, but uh, there are things that I do that I keep to myself. That, yeah. But it's just, it's more workmanship. Right, right. Uh, it's taking the time mm-hmm. and uh, being pretty... Uh, serious about what you're doing and why are you doing it and you know for the organs that tour yeah you know they go, they've got to hold up and so i don't cheap out on that stuff yeah you know that we you know uh, came up with this i mean the ep cables that we use the leslie cables everybody used to just nail them onto the front of the leslie amp and only out of necessity i kind of came up with another little system and uh, so if they lost their cable they could still plug the organ in with a regular standard leslie cable Okay. And everybody, um, everybody loves it. And the touring guys, and the because the the regular Leslie cable connectors, those six pin, five and six pin amphenols, they're so fragile now. Yeah. They they break so easy, mm-hmm. and it's expensive. So if I can save somebody some money, it might cost them a little more on the front end. But yeah. they're not going to be calling me back to fix a broken cable. I still have my original cable. There you I go. I can't bear to throw yeah, it away. But you know, I don't use it, but I just cannot get rid of you're it. You're a woman. You take care of things. <laughs> well, I don't use it because it's in terrible shape. But just the fact that it's the original. Oh, it's the ori- oh I misunderstood. It's the original cable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just can't throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Do you have stock connectors on your rig? Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. you've never called me to fix those? No, never. No. So, like, again, you're a player and a great player, and but you take care of your stuff. Yeah. Most of the stuff happens through negligence. Right. It's 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 you know people will yank a cable. I, I don't have any mercy on people to do stuff like that. I mean, right. nor should I. I mean, they're, right. they're costing themselves or their church or the studio. Yeah. Needless expense. Right. People that don't that aren't invested in in a rig typically don't don't care. Exactly, yes. Every time I walk up to a Hammond organ, I'm, I'm kind of in awe of it. Yeah. Like, I can, be, I just can't even hardly turn it on. I have to just look at it and just, like, say, oh, here's another one. I still love, I still love turning a Hammond on. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. You know, you wind it up. Yes. You would just wind it up and... Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah it's it's a blast. It's great to discover different ones in town too. Like I got to play the one at Papa Tony's. I, I don't know that. It's one. an A one hundred. It's just a really sweet instrument. It's really nice. And then I got to play the one at BB King's. Uh huh. Take care of that. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Mike Link is letting us borrow use his at the Tuesday night pro jam pro blues jam. Uh huh. And it's a nice instrument too. Where's that at? Uh, at the local. Which is near Vanderbilt. Yeah, I don't get out. Besides Centennial Park. There's so much music in this town. And, and frankly, yes. you know, um, yeah, I just, I don't, you know, I don't go, I just don't go out to clubs anymore. And if I get called down to the Ryman or the Bridgestone or a studio or something like that or yeah, BB's Bourbon Street, what have you, but yeah. I, I'll go out. <laughs> right, right, right. But, I can understand that. Yeah, it's I, not that I don't care. It's just yeah. I'm a homebody, you know, and uh, 
I love being home. I love being at home with my wife. Yeah. And 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 and, and I will say, were it not for Jules, you know, I wouldn't be doing this. Because she was she was my staunchest, even as as a musician, and I was I I know for a fact I. Most of the musicians that work in cities like Nashville or New York or, you know, it, it really at any level, mm -hmm. if they're married or have an SO, mm -hmm. uh, it's usually the wife or significant other that is handling the bills for quite a while. Yeah. Know, making the money, you know. Helping us feed our ridiculous habit, and and I and 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 most of the players I know will will admit that. I mean, their wives have just, you know, back when you know before all the digital stuff and all that. I mean, when there were a lot of studios and yeah, you know, guys, everybody had a second job except those players that finally were able to get get their foot in the door and and start, you know. But I mean, everybody, you know. Yeah. They were hanging sheetrock or delivering. I delivered newspapers, yeah. uh, and and uh, you know, I mean, everybody did something. Yeah. And uh, but but still, even doing that, it wasn't it would wasn't enough. So, I mean, it's the wives, the girlfriends, whatever, and and it it just you know. So Jules, you know, and and she's the other part of what I'm doing now. I mean, she she helps me. House of the business. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's, and and she she's got great ears. People yeah. don't know that. I mean, she's she's got great ears. And uh, my boys help. You know, through the flood and all that. You know. Yeah, you suffered a pretty big loss. Well, everybody. I wasn't did. gonna bring that up, but <laughs> you were down at Soundcheck. Yeah, it's Got flooded. Yeah, and but everybody everybody down in that area lost everything it didn't matter if it was music related you had produce companies you had steel steel plants down there you had all kind of industry down there mm -hmm. kenny pipe all these play everybody well the water ran up broadway i mean my goodness skirmerhorn yeah grand piano businesses are one thing but homes and yeah. lives yeah there were over 30 people you know and my house didn't suffer any damage, but I knew a lot of people where where I went to church, and then in other parts of town, that a lot of people had a lot sustained a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. I made a stupid remark to my wife after about a week in all this flood mess we were in. I said, you know, I wish it would have been the house and not my business because I spent eight literally eighteen hours a day at work. Yeah, I'd leave at eight in the morning. I'd I'd leave. I'd pull out a sound check at. Four o'clock in the morning, go home and sleep four hours. Oh goodness! Until I started to see the damage in people, and I thought, what a dumb thing to think. Right. I got a dry bed. My family's here. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, but it was much. such a frustrating time. It was. It was. It, it truly was. But I mean, I mean, we were compared to so many people. I mean, we uh, and people came yeah. out of the woodwork. To help us, the JD, my buddy in Detroit. Yeah. That when we were able five days later to actually get in the sound check, I called him. Three hours later, I was picking him up at BNA. Wow. Yeah. Flew down yeah. immediately. Yeah, he was he was here right away. My my church choir took Memorial Day. 
I don't know, maybe 20 people, 30 people came over that we were in a, we were in a triage up off of uh, Treaty Lane somewhere, gave us their holidays. A couple organizations, without any knowledge, gifted us financially. Mm. Had we known all that, <laughs> we would have walked away from it. I mean, because we worked like dogs, you know, but yeah. everybody worked like dogs. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I mean, sound check. I mean, what they what they went through, and then all the artists. Yeah. I mean, that lost everybody. Guitars everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, guitars. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, it was. Yeah. You know, but we've all survived. Yeah. You know. I would have to say, by all appearances, you're thriving. I mean, you're you're very much in demand. I, I so appreciate you taking this time to talk about you know these things because um, I know that you've probably gotten five phone calls while we're <laughs> sitting here. No, I think there was only <laughs> one. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but you're yeah, you're a busy man. When I texted you about um, modifying this organ for price for the rock opera that I'm doing yeah. with her, um, you know, you were. I don't know. You were on the road with somebody, and I, you had oh no, I was that. That was like last week. I was up. I was up near Philly with uh, Tim Warnick, who owns Retrolinear, who's another mentor uh, in the world. You never stop learning, and and uh, uh, and Tim is just you know, his 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 Fender Rose and Warless, and he's and he's an ace Hammond tech. I mean, but he he uh, he, he, he he's he. He's another one without any peers in the synth world, the electric piano world. I mean, he, he, he doesn't have peers. So I like to go up there and and, and then uh, stay with another tech uh, buddy of mine, Eddie Petrowski, who's out with Fish. He's Fish's tech. But I met him through Cheryl Crow. He teched for her for a long time, and uh, we just became great friends. And, and uh, you know, I mean, that's what this whole thing is about. Mm-hmm. I mean, my clients... You know, are my friends? Yeah. Maybe not best buddies. Don't, but it's it's gone beyond that. Right. Hey, yeah, yeah. He's a client. Oh, yeah. He's my tech. It's it's from from some of the biggest names in the business to, and you just try to treat everybody the same. Right. You right. know, and and he just, you know, yeah. We get to do this one time. Yeah. And the only thing you're leaving behind. You know, is your name. Yeah. And uh, so, without trying to sound too holier than thou, I mean, I, I, I believe that. Just try to do my work as under the Lord and, and let my work speak for itself and take care of people. Right. It's, yeah. uh, it's rewarding. <clears throat> it um, is. To, um, to serve others, I think. It know. is. Music is a service profession in my humble opinion it, well it it is yeah. I mean you, you you know you know any kind of leadership is 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 really about servanthood the best leaders are servants the best you know I mean you're serving your audience mm-hmm. a band or an artist is you when you, you think about it you know you you're serving your audience. You're taking their mind off of their troubles that day, you know, or, or whatever. You write a song. You, you sing a song. Um, you know, it's all about, if you, you know, that's, we're, we all have egos. And you've said some nice things and all that, you know. And But at the end of the day, 
you know, it's it's a nice comment that somebody might say to you that that's what you you put. I told my kids years ago, every day you make a deposit in the bank of trust, and don't ever, ever, ever take a withdrawal. So. You're tempted sometimes to, you know, slack off a little here and there. And, and I'm sure there have been a few times where I have. We all right. just tired. You just beat up whatever. You, right. You had a fight with your wife or whatever. But right. you, you make, you know, you just, you do the best you can. And mm -hmm. most people are great. They recognize it. Yes. You know, and. Yes. You know, and and it's just great to be with you. Ah. Oh, you know? Thanks so much. Ah. Thank you very much. Um. I hate to bring it to a close, but I know you got stuff to go fix. Well, aren't we going <laughs> to um, <laughs> Well, sure, if you want to. Isn't this like a five-star catered lunch today? <laughs> oh, there's a caterer now. They're coming in. <laughs> no, I'm famously knowing I will work for food. <laughs> <laughs> I treated you to Subway years ago, and you never let me forget that. No. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> Thanks so much, Marv. I and now somebody. I know how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> You know what? It's so common. I just you don't Wonka. edit it. Yeah, Wonka. Wonka. Just say Wonka. Yeah, think right. Willie. I don't care. Well, take care. You too.